The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the game of basketball, stars are made. But how do they get to that point? How has the game changed them? And what are they doing today? Welcome to Rebound Radio with your host, Matt Fish of Rebound Magazine. Each week, Matt goes one-on-one with some of the legends of basketball, finds out their inside story, and uncovers stories you've got to hear to believe. Now, here's Matt Fish. Welcome to Rebound Radio. Alex Clancy in studio. Matt will be joining us a little bit later. 888-346-9144. Call if you have any uh, compliments, complaints, concerns, questions, information that we've overlooked, which is never. Um, There's a lot to talk about. Uh, We'll talk about the NBRPA, National Basketball Retired Players Association, when Matt calls in. He'll be calling in with uh, Nick Shepard, a uh, former NBA player. Big game six tonight, Quicken Loans Arenas, 9 p.m. Eastern. I'm so happy I don't live on the East Coast. 6 p.m. Pacific here, Arizona time. Um, It's it's a big one. And uh, with what happened in game five with Draymond Green being suspended, which we'll talk about pseudo at length. I know it's been beaten like like a dead drum at this point. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk to Andrew Bogut, how important him not being on the court for the rest of the playoffs for Golden State will, how important it is, how it will change the makeup of the starting lineup for Golden State, how it will change small ball if that's all they're going to play or if they're just going to do it as a gimmick like they have the all year, you know, change of pace kind of lineup. And how Cleveland's going to react to it. Are they going to play big? Are they going to play Timothy Mozgov a little more? Force Golden State to go big, as big as they can with Fessis Azili, Or if they're going to play Tristan Thompson at the center and LeBron at the four, guarding Draymond Green. Uh, I am lucky in studio to have the VP of Operations here at Voice America, Ryan Treasure, fresh off his... Uh, humidity-ridden uh, <laughs> trip to uh, Atlanta for Voice America over the past few days. Ryan, how was Atlanta? Uh, Atlanta was good. We were out there for uh, an awesome event, the IIEX North America event about uh, insights and different things. So we talked to you know a bunch of companies that are doing insights and uh, gathering data, doing research on uh, you know everything from how hard you swipe your mobile phone and how that translates into information for end users and insights and uh, you know. You guys always uh, talk about, you know, the guys who are out there coding uh, on the internet and all that and how big of a nerds those guys are. But uh, these guys who do the research are even bigger nerds because they supply all the information that the guys who code content use to make sure that stuff's relevant. So, um, yeah, it was a good trip. Got to meet uh, quite a few good inroads for Voice America. Had a great trip. I'm glad to be back in Phoenix, though, because I don't do humidity or snow. So East Coast is completely out for me. <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, did you get any Southern cooking down there? Um, yeah, we did. We went to a place that's uh, down in the bottom of the CNN building because CNN has their corporate headquarters in Atlanta. And so down in the bottom, we went to uh, the nice uh, barbecue place and had, you know, like homegrown mac and cheese and steaks and ribs and oh, yeah. all that good stuff that oh, yeah. uh, Southern cooking's the bomb. Yeah, I'm hungry. We don't have that much here. Okay, back <laughs> to the uh, situation at hand. Golden State up 3-2, going to Quicken Loans Arena in Cleveland tonight to try and close out their second championship in as many years. Their second championship 
in would be 365 days. This is where we were last year, same day, them closing out game six to beat a, an injury-ridden Cleveland uh, Cavaliers team on their home court. This would be the second time in NBA history where back-to-back years, the same team beats the same team on the, um, on the visiting teams it, going to play. <laughs> and, okay. This is the second time in two years that Golden State will go to Cleveland and beat them if they win tonight. The only other time uh, the Celtics in the 68 and 69 season beat the Lakers when they went on the road uh, during the crazy 60s years of the Celtics' dominance. There are many factors to tonight's game. This has been one of the most exciting finals. And in recent memory, I, I always go back to the Lakers and Celtics. I think it was 2010 when that won seven games, even though the seventh game, I think, had 130 total points. It was a stinker, but it was close, and it went seven games, and the Lakers won. So that's a recipe for my success. With regards to tonight, there are many things that Golden State needs to do in an effort to cover up for not having a 7-2 uh, rim protector in Andrew Bogut. Uh, who has hyperextended his knee. He'll be out for the rest of the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see what Steve Kerr does right away. When that starting lineup is announced, it will determine what Cleveland will do with their matchups. And You don't have to name the starting lineups right away. This isn't football. You just have to name the active players. If he starts Festus Azili instead of Andre Iguodala or... Uh, or anybody. I mean, he could he could pick anybody from the. He could pick most Spates if if he wants to come out and try and outscore and be able to run gold uh, run Cleveland into the ground because most Spates can do that. He's a flexible guy. He can shoot from the perimeter. Or you have Festus Azili, who's a shot blocker, not really gifted offensively, but you don't need that if you're Golden State from any other people. Or you could do small ball right away, and that's that's the interesting part because that's something that Golden State switches to. Uh, you know, throughout the middle of a game, usually in the middle to end of the first quarter when they take Andrew Bogut out, you bring Iguodala in and you run five guys, six, eight, and under, which will put Tristan Thompson at an immediate disadvantage because he's 6'10", he's clunky, he's not fast, but he's strong and he plays good defense, especially around the rim. So if you were Steve Kerr, Ryan Treasure, VP yeah. of Operations of Voice America. Oh, by the way, check out voiceamerica.tv. It's a great sister website to voiceamerica.com for the radio content. There's a lot of streaming video. The Rebound Radio channel has Matt Fish, um, you know, interviewing a lot of ex-players, uh, ex-executives, Jim, Jim Paxson, etc. And uh, check it out because there's a lot of great content, streams nicely, and uh, that's on the up and up every day, seemingly taking steps and steps forward to becoming a uh, predominant in the media world. So if you were Steve Kerr, do you start five small guys and just say, Hey, run with us. I dare you. Or do you say, Hey, uh, we're going to kind of feel it out early. If we can get Festus Azili going a little bit, not necessarily on the offensive end, but just in the flow of the game. Do you do that? And you start on, you start a seven footer. You know, my personal opinion, I think those guys need to start small and run um, and really get up and down the floor uh, and get all of their active shooters involved and in making sure that they're hitting those jumper shots, moving the ball around quickly. Um, and, and I think when they've done that, uh, they've seen some some good results in earlier games when they went small up front uh, because I don't think that uh, Cleveland can keep up the pace of that for an ongoing amount of time. Um, so I say go small, hit the jumpers. Get the ball moving. Yeah, so you play Golden State basketball, and you don't shy away from it at this point. You just might have to elongate it a little bit, again, due to the injury to Andrew Bogan. Yeah, you got to go in being who you are and being uh, and doing what's been successful for you for the season. And, you know, obviously they had a fantastic season, most wins of any NBA team, so why shy away from what was productive for them for the season? There's one thing that I will say, and I agree with you. There's one thing that I will say that 
Uh, Andrew Bogut had 10 blocks in 60 minutes. So that's, you know, one every six minutes that he was on the court. So that is very efficient rim protecting, which, and that's not, that's not including the shots he altered, the shots that weren't taken because he was there. Um, I think on the other side of the ball, LeBron is going to attack the basket. Yeah, LeBron's going to be LeBron. That's what he does. Um, so I don't, I don't think the strategy is more of how do we stop LeBron, but it's how do we outscore the team as a whole and, and just getting up and down the court. Well, but there's two different kinds of LeBrons that we could see, and we'll talk about this a little later when Mashfish calls in uh, in the second segment. LeBron could either be the facilitator early, which he was in Game 5 or Game 4, uh, and, and you know he tried to get everybody involved, and then in Game 5... Even though he dropped 41, he kind of facilitated early. He didn't force the issue early. He wasn't taking his jumpers early. That was midway through the second quarter all the way through the end of the game. Now, there's two schools of thought. One, you get everybody involved. Or two, you will everybody, you will the team to victory because he sat out the whole regular season, more or less. Emotionally, he wasn't there. He just needed to get the number one seed. He sat out a lot more minutes than he has in the past. And he's been saving it for this series. And you can tell he was timid through the first three games or so, which is very interesting because what do you have to lose a lot if you're him? So now I think that because you're at home, your role players are going to perform because you're at home. Role players tend to diminish when you're on the road because of the noise and you know all the added pressure. I think now it's LeBron time. I think he's 40, 15, and 10. This is going to be... <laughs> A defining moment for exactly. him. Exactly, because this is the pinnacle of his career. Yeah, that He's was starting to th- see the other side of the mountain, and now this game, this series, this is what people will remember him by because this one is the team healthy against the best team on the planet by the numbers and the best team ever in NBA history, and he has a chance to do something that no team has ever done, come back from 3-1 to win the finals, and only three have come back to make it to a game seven. This is the time, LeBron. Pull your jock strap up. <laughs> I want to see a hundred percent of what you have to what you have to offer. Yeah, that was the media story that I I, I most was synonymous with uh, reading over the last couple of days was just about you know all the comparisons about other greats that were in the NBA and how they performed in similar situations as LeBron and you know I think everybody feels the same way that he has been you know a little lackadaisical and really putting himself out there on the line. But you know when it's Game Six and you're at home and you are playing the best team on the planet now is the time to shine and if you don't it's not it's not going to stamp the legacy that LeBron wants to to move out of the NBA with yeah it's true because I mean this is this will be two and six yeah if you lose this and you don't want to lose at home two years in a row to the same team I understand last year you know he did all he could do he was 38, 12, and 9, or whatever it was. There, there's nothing that he, there's nothing more he could have done. The Cleveland fans want him to be that superhero that they've been looking for in him for some time, and tonight's the night. When he retires, we will look back and realize how much we undervalued LeBron James. The stuff that he does is special every time he touches the ball. And he's a physical specimen. He's dropped 10 or almost 15 pounds now since he's come back to Cleveland because he wants to elongate his career. He doesn't need to be a banger anymore. But one thing that he will need to do is insert his bodily fortitude and go to the basket as much as possible and pull up for an eight-footer. You don't have to jump into anybody and make the refs call yes or no. Scored the basket and then let the refs call the and one, which you're still going to get because you're still arguably the best player on the planet. Now we'll see what Kevin Love can do. We'll see what Tristan Thompson will do because he's played really well. He's not worth eighty million, but he's played really well. Uh, 
Kyrie, that's the big one. Yeah. If Kyrie, because he scored more points in the last three games, he went 30, 33, 41. Or something like that. It was in the 30s and then 41 last game. He's not going to do what he did last game. Nobody. He shot 71% from the field. He made all his free throws. He shot wide open threes. It's not going to happen again, but it's got to be close. Yeah, that's some of the best back-to-back game statistics he's ever put up in his career. Yeah. Right, I to mean, having three games with you know that type of performance. he's been injured. Right. You know, and now it's, it was because he was a child when he came in the league. I think he's, what, 23 or so right now. It took Steph a few years, too. You know, Steph is 28 now. So just because he looks like he's 12 doesn't mean he hasn't been in the league for seven years. You know, and you bring up Steph and I, I have, you know, we got a limited amount of time here before we go off to our next commercial break. But um, I think that is the catalyst for uh, for Golden State is Steph. He's got to step up and hit those shots that he hasn't been hitting and getting back on that rhythm uh, and, and getting those jump shots. I don't. I haven't seen him perform the same in the finals as he did, you know, leading up to the finals and in the regular season. And I really think that that is the one component of Golden State's game that has to be there tonight for them to be able to move, to 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 take it today. Yeah, I mean, and there are a couple of things that were misnomers in in Game Five. One, Kyrie's not going to drop forty one again. Let, let's just, I mean, he, he shot out of his mind. And probably a lot of that had to, some of that had to do with Draymond Green not being there, them having to rotate defensively. Klay Thompson had 26 in the first half and was, and was gone in the second half. He got tired. He was guarding Kyrie. It's hard to go both ways, number one. Number two, Steph's not going to shoot eight for 21. Okay, he's never has. He's not going to shoot eight for 21 again. He doesn't shoot that poorly from the field, let alone miss wide open threes that he has. So they were four for 19, Golden State, four for 19, on uncontested three-pointers. Okay, a lot of that had to do with Andre Godala and Harrison Barnes not making shots. But the beauty of Andre Godala is that you never expect him to score. It's just a bonus when he does. He's coming <laughs> off the bench. He's playing 25 minutes. It's Draymond Green and then Andre Godala. When you put bench players, and Andre Godala's become a bench player, I'm going to talk about the difference between coming off the bench and starting a little bit later this show. When, when you require him to score, it's a little bit more difficult because that's he's five years removed from being a power scorer in this league. And he was never a top three guy. He was always a top 15 guy and never great percentage-wise. He was always around mid-40s. So this game, I think we'll see the evening out of both. It's going to kind of come back to the equilibrium of Kyrie between 25 and 30 and Steph shooting 10 for 15, 10 for 18. He doesn't shoot a lot, but he's been so efficient when he does that that's kind of the great equalizer in that. So there's a lot of loose ends that we have yet to tie up, and it's, I'm so excited. And I haven't been really, really excited for a postseason game in a long time because it's been Miami, it's been San Antonio, we've seen it before. Yeah. We haven't seen this before in Cleveland. If they win game six tonight, It'll be the highest rated game seven of any sport. I mean, this will rival <laughs> Super Bowls by half. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. that's that's about it. That's about the 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 uh the exchange rate. It might it might go in the 55-57% range. It's never gonna get to 40 million. We know that, or 700 million, whatever balloon numbers they use online and and with apps and all that stuff. It's gonna get there though. This will be the number one rated basketball game ever. And we've had two this year that blew the roof off regular season. Kobe's last game, and then the 73. And unfortunately, they were on the same night. So people were switching back and forth. But if they win tonight, it's going to be a special Game 7 on Sunday. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. And happy Father's Day originally to you. Yeah, because I'm not going to talk to you before then, so happy Father's Day. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think those guys, it's going to be a good game tonight, too, because even though it might not be as highly highly popular watched game as a possible Game 7 will be, I also think that, you know, people who are kind of basketball fans tuned into that Game 5, and they're starting to see now that 3-1 to 3-2, and then moving into the possibility of the 7. And honestly, I was kind of eh about the NBA Finals, because I kind of felt like, oh, it's an extension of the same thing from last year, even though I know there are the differences between which teams were healthy and all that when they played each other and all that. But it's like, oh, it's the same old thing as last year. Do I need to take the time to tune in? And then watching Game 2 is what kind of got me hooked. And then I've been I've been on ever since watching it, but yeah. uh, it didn't be a good one. It's a... Uh... People know who Steph Curry is, and people know who LeBron James is. And that's the most important thing. That will get the ratings up. We have a lot to talk about. Two more segments to go. 888-346-9144. Rebound Radio. We're talking NBRPA when Matt Fish comes back. And I'm going to compare Draymond Green to Meta World Peace. Yes, I will on the other side of the break. Alex Clancy, Ryan Treasure in studio. We'll be right back. Making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. 
You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Rebound Radio, 888-346-9144. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the now joining us, Matt Fish, via the telephone at Rebound Talk on Twitter. Check out voiceamerica.tv for the streaming content on the Rebound channel. Uh, Matt uh, interviews great uh, ex-players, ex-executives, former executives, I should say. It's not like Matt was dating them. Anyways, uh, so we have a big game tonight. Yes, We've been do. talking about it. Uh, Golden State going to Quicken Loans Arena, 9 p.m. Eastern, to try to uh, repeat as NBA champion 365 days exactly to the day that they did it last year on the same court against the same team. Now, I, before the break, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. On the, on, before the break, I talked about how I'm going to compare Draymond Green to Meta World Peace. And we have an NBRPA update that we'll talk about right after this. You know what, let's do it right now. So Matt, you and Mr. Shepard, who is in the car with you, I believe. Yes. Here, yes I am. How's it going? Hey, how's it going today, fellas? Good. So tell me, you guys just came from a uh, basketball camp for kids, is that right? Yeah, we just came from a JNBA camp uh, that, that we put on uh, for the chapter here in Phoenix. Uh, it was a tremendous turnout. We had uh, 150 kids, uh, underprivileged kids that, that we had the ability to go through some training, uh, get some nutrition, but then also get some leadership training to them. That's awesome. Matt, do you want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, he's right. It was just a fantastic group of people. We, we do the Police Athletic League uh, slash um, Under Armour also sponsors it, and we have Junior NBA, and we served over 150 underprivileged children. Today, which, you know, we have all these different stations and we have a nice amount of time at each station, but what I really appreciate about it is one of the stations is a life skills station. And we're teaching the kids to make good choices. And within those good choices, we had Carolyn Moves, who's a former WNBA player, who talked about nutrition because she's a nutritionist. We also had Jim Paxson there, not John. We had the better Jim Paxson, <laughs> who was there talking about this and that and the other. But here's what was fun. He was sharing with the kids, the students, that he was the one, he was the GM of the Cleveland Cavaliers when they drafted LeBron James. And so, of course, they made a big deal about, man, who here have heard of LeBron James? And everyone, of course, raised their hand. Well, the reason why he is who he is because of Jim Paxson, who also was standing with us. We'll talk about a great day. That's awesome. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, if, if I were the GM of Cleveland that year, I would have drafted Darko Milicic. That, that's just me, though. Uh, but that's, <laughs> that's, um, that's great. And this is another example of the NBRPA and the great things they do in the community. For those of you who don't know, Matt Fish is the chapter president for the Phoenix chapter of uh, the NBRPA, the National Basketball Retired Players Association. He runs yeah. Rebound Magazine, which is geared towards former players, telling the stories of the players that uh, th- that have that no longer play in the NBA, that you know continue their lives and and have a, a life and a career after basketball. Because a lot of people don't think about what happens with these guys when the lights are turned off and they hang up their sneakers. And the NBRPA does fantastic things with. You know, financial guidance and psychological guidance, and w- with charities and everything. So, for those of you that don't know that much about the NBRPA and would like to, 
Please check out, follow him on rebound, at Rebound Talk on Twitter, because that'll talk about Rebound Magazine and the MBRPA. Like the right. Facebook page. There's so many different avenues uh, for you if you want to learn more about the National Basketball Retired Players Association. Well, even if you'd like for, you know, to reach out and see if we can get some former NBA, WNBA players to assist in some project or program that you'd like, we can come out and certainly service those. And, and we like doing just that, making that big difference in the community. And that's you know, we all enjoy having that great feeling walking away because, you know, basketball did so much to us, and we're just giving back to the community that, you know, gave so much to us. So, again, we have a lot of great guys, and we just really get along so well, and we love making that difference that we were speaking about. Yeah, and that's great. And we can tie this into – okay, so really quick, I wanted to ask. We talked about this a little bit before, and I want you to tell me about the Mandalay Bay event that's coming up soon. Give me sure. the station – so there were stations – that like little drill stations. And then you said yeah. there was one about something else about like life skills or something like that. Yes. Uh, we had a mentor um, station. So of course you have dribbling and passing and shooting and, you know, uh, defensive drills, but then we get around to the mentorship aspect of it. And you talk about making wise choices and bullying and the variety of different things that affect these students from nowadays. And so not only do we have the fundamentals of sports, but truly the fundamentals of life. That's awesome. And that is something that is never overlooked. It's all about the fundamentals of moving forward and bettering your life, whether it be kids or adults, men that, that, uh, that just quote-unquote graduated or retired from the NBA. So the NBRPA daily is getting better and better, gaining more and more traction and reaching more and more people. Tell me about the yeah. uh, Mandalay Bay event. Sure. We have the Legends World Sports Conference coming up next month the 17th, 18th, and 19th of July. And there's our annual conference where we get together helping with assistance of these former NBA players. And uh, I, I know that Nick Shepard, who's with me here, was with the Lakers and with the Suns. He appreciates going up to this conference. I'm trying to talk him in. Hey, Nick, share a little bit about your experience up there. Hey, well, you know what? It's a great opportunity for, again, uh, the fellas to be close to all to come together from the different aspects of the area. Uh, of, of, of the, the nation where we're at, uh, to one, to, to help with understanding what's going on in our areas for business, uh, for life, and how we can connect with each other, uh, and how we can put you know each chapter together to do the same thing where, where, where something is positive going on here, but we can do something positive in, in, in another city. Um, and then also, again, it's, it's a chance for us to uh, work on you know, our careers after basketball so that we can meet the executives, so we can be around uh, the circle and network of people uh, to get a chance to, to allow them to see our value in the business world and also in, in, in whatever endeavors that we have. And I know Nick took advantage of a program or two. Nick, didn't you take some educational programs within the NBRPA? Yeah, I, I, I've done some of the uh, scholarship programs that they have. Uh, they finished my master's degree, uh, which I actually just finished uh, two weeks ago. Yay! Uh, boy. So I have now, uh, you know, so it's a it, it, great opportunity dealing with the uh, the organization. Uh, and as like you said, as we continue to grab, grab traction uh, for, for more players to get involved, it just allows our leverage and in, in, in the market to be more better. That's that's fantastic. And, and uh, Nick, I, I say this every week to Matt. Uh, it, it was new to me. You know, when I met him, I probably met him less than two months ago, right, Matt? And yes. we, when we talked the first time, I could see the passion and then the desire and the drive in his eyes to like make people better. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. Everything, every event that we talk about, I get more and more enamored with the NBRPA. So I'm glad to be uh, 
you know, riding the coattails and, and hearing about this uh, from the insider. So, uh, really, really good stuff. Um, now, tell me, Nick, I'm going to ask you first, Mr. Shepard. Who do, and you, and you have to be honest. You have to be honest about this. Who did you pick and in how many games when this final started? You know what? I've asked people have asked me this question since since the, the series has started, and I and I told them. I mean, I, I like both sides, but I, I I do like I would love to see LeBron do something for Cleveland, uh, but at the same time, we do have the, the Splash Brothers that are phenomenal. There's so many things that that happened with with the Warriors this year that you know record breaking things, things that they they've individually set. But at the same time, I mean, it, it, it's a toss up. It's definitely such a toss-up, but I'm going to have to go to sleep. Thanks. So now that's the trifecta because Matt and I both picked. Well, Matt picked Toronto first. Okay, let's okay. don't do not let him say anything otherwise. He picked Toronto to come out of the East. You will not. You, you will not. You will not outlive that. Okay. Number one. Okay. Number two. I picked Cleveland. So did Matt, which is great. Now there's something that has turned this series on its head. The conspiracist, the conspiratorialist, whatever word I want to make up that uh, that okay. describes these guys. The thing with Draymond Green, he punched uh, uh, LeBron or whatever flailed uh, into LeBron's nether regions, which was the fourth right. time that he got a flagrant foul in these playoffs. Now, there's an, there's an interesting number because he's been compared to Meta World Peace slash Ron Artest with these things, with the flagrant nature of his flagrant fouls, if I can say that. Here's the right. stat. Through the first four years of Ron Artest's career, he had 14 technical fouls and four flagrant fouls, okay? 14 technicals, four flagrants. Draymond Green, through his first four years. Draymond Green, through his first four years, four flagrants, okay, so that's the same, 32 technical fouls, okay? So there's 24 in the last two years, 12 a season on average where he got a technical foul, he went over the line, and the ref popped him for it. So right. with the comparison to Ron Artest, and we're going to take away the malice in the palace, we're going to take away him choking 15 people you know, over the last eight years of his career, right. but right. right now, Draymond Green is ahead of the race for who's going to be the worst uh, a villain in the NBA. Granted, he plays on a winning team. He was a second-round pick. Nobody was expecting him to do much, even though he took Michigan State to, I believe, the Sweet 16 in a team that, I think they were the 8-seed or something that year, a 7-seed. So now, now we have to determine if the conspiracists were correct, if the conspiracies are right, that they wanted a Game 7 or at least a Game 6 in these finals to bump ratings, or if he really deserved... To be suspended. I want to get both your thoughts on that. You know, take your first you want me to think, man, oh man, I tell you, we're going to hit him right where we're going to see it being hit. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've always felt, and I think everyone feels, that there's always going to be an ex- a chance to extend the series that the NBA is all for it, no question. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to get suspended. To me, I felt that came out of left field. If you're going to let him get away with all the things he get away with throughout the school year, throughout the you know throughout the year, now all of a sudden here it comes down to game five. Here it comes are we going to extend it? And he gets it at that point. To me, I think that was a decision that was made by the NBA to help extend the series. Nick, you're up. You know what? I'm I'm going to play someone's advocate because if if the playoffs, you know, if, if it doesn't go seven games, 
there's not enough money being spent, enough money being spent. But, but secondly, if, if we don't have to do it within within the playoffs, who else are we going to be able to talk about in in, in in these playoffs to make it to make it more interesting? We got to have the devil's advocate. Got to have a guy that's doing the dirty work. In every series, we have Dennis Rodman. We got. Um, Oh, Rick Mahorn yeah. back in the day. So it, there has to be a guy that's out there doing the dirty work. The guy that wants to, you know, just to take all the, the negative media and, and do something for his team. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. And I think that if Draymond Green was playing in the 80s with Rick Mahorn, what he was doing flagrant foul-wise would be, like, tickling, comparatively speaking. So we can't really we can't really compare. But I understand, I understand exactly what you're saying. Uh, the The difference between the two is that I understand both of them won championships, Dennis Rodman and Rick Mahorn. I believe Rick Mahorn was on the 80s teams, right, with, uh, with, yeah, yeah. with Detroit. So Draymond Green plays a much more both-sided, both-sided the basketball integral part. And, and the interesting oh. part about Draymond Green is that he doesn't really seem to do anything special. But he led the NBA in plus-minus this year, which is the new hot saber metric that everybody's talking about. Um, oh, yeah. With... with how things have gone in these finals, there's a couple things that I've seen, and I'll get both your takes on this right after I'm done. Number one, we've never seen Golden State play small ball from the first tip-off in, a, in an important game. And what I mean by that is Bogut, Bogut always starts. He just, uh, he's the de facto starter. He comes out, six minutes left in the first, and then you bring in Iggy or you bring in you know, whoever you want to bring in off the bench, Festus, whatever. Now, yeah. Steve Kerr is going to have to make a decision. Are we going to take the quote-unquote gimmicky nature away of small ball and play it for 48 minutes or close to it? Or are we going to start Festus Azealia or Maurice Spates and go a little bit more traditional early, see if we can get out to a lead, and then go small ball and, and stab him in the neck with it? So those are two deciding factors. I'm not sure what they're going to do. And number two, Andre Godala was exposed last game for now being a bench player. He is a reserve now. He used to be a starter, would play more minutes. Him and Iverson would always play top three minutes in, in the league for, you know, seven, eight, nine years. But Iguodala is not a gifted scorer. And he's, he's a gifted defensive player, but LeBron was 7 for 10 for 15 points on him in game five. With Andre Iguodala being exposed like that, I think he's going to have to duck back and play more of a reserve role today and... And, and it, it'll be interesting because so that'll lend to playing more bigger basketball early. What do you guys think about the small ball starting right away or starting Festus and then moving towards it like they normally do? Well, I think you're better if you take space anyway and start him besides, uh, you know, the injury of, of, of who we've got injured anyway, in, in my opinion. So I think they start big, they move back to small ball. And the reason I feel that way is because Tim stepping in, and I'm a big Spades fan, and I don't know why. I guess because he can bomb the long ones, too, but he's a big wide body. I know he's not that agile and so forth, but neither is, you know, uh, uh, Bogut. You know, with Bogut out, I just feel that that's just been the rhythm of the game, is that they understand we're going to go big, then we're going to go small, so why would we switch that up? I think 48 minutes is not tested either for the long run of can we continue the, uh, the, the small ball for the entire 48 minutes. So my thought is they got to find a way to kind of separate that, split it up. So uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning, and I'm going to ask Nick to take over now. I mean, you know what, I, I think they go back to, to whatever they have in the drawing board. So whatever got them to this point is what they need to continue to do. So if the Spitz come in and take care of his business, yeah, I see them better. But if Jamon Green... 
comes in, you know, and he's ready to go, and he doesn't let that, you know, technical and, and that and that game that he has to sit out affect what he does, then, then I mean, go to State will, will continue to do what they do. It depends on how, how Cleveland comes out and if they're ready to go, if they're ready, ready to, to really do what they need to do, to go the extra mile. Because, again, this is, this is game six. This is the, really the deciding game that, that, that the next level. So this is where they got to really come out. they got to get behind that 20% the whole time. I mean, LeBron has to be able to do what he needs to do. Uh, Kyrie has to come out and be an, an effective score. Uh, you know, and, and, and the role players. They got to, you know, do, do extremely well. The Cleveland is going to come out. They're going to start big, aren't they? Don't you feel they're going to start big? No. I mean, you got to match that. You don't feel they will? No. I mean, Tristan Thompson's big. I mean, it, 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 yeah. at this point, at this point, there's no. They're going to start LeBron at the four, which is what's been working. I mean, listen, I would say I would bring Kevin Love off the bench again, because yeah. you you don't mess with it. You know, you, you don't you, you don't mess with, with with what's with what's working. And Kevin what? Love is a defensive what? liability, and he's not going to be able to keep up with any of the perimeter guys that Golden State rolls out there. So, what I think is going to happen is they're going to do exactly what they did. Kyrie, J.R. Smith, who um, are Richard Jefferson, LeBron, and Tristan Thompson. And there's one main thing that isn't really uh, in the forefront, and. Uh, and I, I want to bring that up to you guys after the break. We're right up against it. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy, lonely but air-conditioned in studio. Matt Fish and Nick Shepard on the line. We will come back, wrap up a little bit more NBRPA. We'll wrap up Game 6 of the NBA Finals, our preview of it, and preview what we're going to talk about next week. Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to Rebound Radio with Matt Fish. Call into the show today at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also drop an email to mattfish at reboundradio.com. 
Now, back to the show. Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio, final segment, 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy in studio, Matt Fish, Mr. Ex-Laker, Nick Shepard on the line. Uh, We're talking NBA Finals, obviously. Uh, I want to see a Game 7 because I'm selfish and want to see as much basketball as possible. 96 minutes would be a lot better than 48 minutes. When it comes down to it, I really don't care who wins anymore. I just want to see a game that is decided by less than 10 points. Unless it's Cleveland tonight. If Cleveland wins by 30, I'm fine with that. But I want to see a game that's decided by less than 10 points. Just please, one time. So on the other side of the, the... Before we went to break, I should say, there was something that I've noticed that uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's been a part of this series, but it hasn't really been at the forefront. I'm going to try and keep this succinct. Golden State, and I said this, Matt Fish, from our first show, the emotional strain of trying to go and break the record of 72-10 and 10 by, the, uh, by the Bulls is starting to erode the brains of Golden State. Maybe, maybe not enough to cause a total flip in this series and have them lose in seven games. But it is something that Cleveland has an advantage of, an advantage in, because they didn't play an important game. They cruised through the regular season. Let's just put it that way. The physical strain is not even close. The emotional strain, the mental strain, not even close. Everybody was healthy pretty much for the majority of the season. LeBron James really didn't. He coasted. He's wondering why he wasn't the MVP because he didn't try. He could, this is, this is the, the brilliance of LeBron James. He gets it. He gets that it doesn't matter. The regular season doesn't matter. They could get the number one seed with their eyes closed. They, he, t- he turned it on a little bit in the playoffs in the first couple rounds, and it was to his detriment in the first couple games of this series because he hadn't played a game at full strength in a long time, full mental strength. Now he gets it. And now they have the physical edge over Golden State. And mental edge. Steph Curry's hurt. Steph Curry is hurt. There's something going on with him that we don't know about. That's not why he's been playing poorly, because he plays a very a very non-contact way of playing basketball. Doesn't play a lot of defense. Uh, yeah. But, right. but LeBron James turned it to a different gear. When he starts hitting that mid-range jumper, you know that he's in control of anything he wants to do. And we're starting to see little, little spreckles of it. But I think that now we're going to see the next gear. And I think LeBron James is going to do something absolutely, positively special tonight. I'm looking. I'm not out of the realm of 40, 15, and 15, or so, not 40, 15, and 10 would be would be the 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 penultimate uh, way that he could win Game Six for for Cleveland. Do you guys see that there's maybe some emotional strain or mental strain that Golden State went through in trying to break that record? Well, you know what? Hey, I, I, I'll say yeah because that's. Uh I mean, that's a big feat for me for a team, you know, to have that pressure, to have that early in the season, like you said, before the All-Star, before, you know, the playoffs. That, that's a big feat mentally as a team to make sure everybody stays, stays focused, stays ready to be able to win games, not just to win a uh, – to, to break a record, but to win games and also, you know, to be able to, to make that transition to, the, uh, to win a championship. So I do agree with you. That something is definitely going on with Steph. Maybe, maybe it's just that the, the amount of, of physicality that, that he's had to endure over the season. Um, you know, it, it could be that. It could just be, you know, he's mentally, mentally not there, you know, all the time. Because, uh, again, those, those, those games and those uh, type of, of goals and aspirations that you reach for, you know, those become mentally draining. 
you know, hopefully he's doing anything that he needs to do to, you know, to get himself back, back in order. Maybe he's doing some uh, meditation or you know, getting some type of therapy, you know, so that he's ready for tonight's game. But I know that, you know, I'm going to say that Cleveland didn't even have to try real hard in the playoffs. You know, they swept the first couple, didn't they? So they pretty much floated, and then they had all those days off. I also know recently didn't uh, didn't uh, step walk, uh, step back from the Olympics. So you know to heal himself and to, to to admit that before tonight's game, I thought was an interesting move on his behalf. You talk about he might be hurt or injured. You may be just right. I know if he's not going out to the Olympics and has already announced it that he's not going to go out to the Olympics because he wants to heal. Then what's hurt? Is it, I don't know if it's his ego, but if they don't win it tonight or tomorrow or the next game, it might be his ego. But the rest may just be mental strain and, like uh, Nick alluded to, some physical strain as well. Yeah, I wouldn't want Zika virus. I would pull out any way possible. I mean, everybody's pulling out from there, so I don't necessarily see that as a, a direct correlative for for his injury. And, and it's not... For some reason, we always give Steph Curry the benefit of the doubt and never give LeBron the benefit of the doubt. And because it looks like LeBron's supposed to do what he's doing, and I said this before you guys came on, that when LeBron retires, we are going to realize how undervalued he is right now. We always love Michael, always love Magic, always love Kobe, you know, uh, Larry and, and Isaiah. We always knew the greatness that we were watching at that point. We don't know how great he is until he retires and becomes yeah. part of the NBRPA. We don't, we, yeah. we don't know that. And that's the difference between Steph and him. Now, I digress. Tonight, Steph Curry has no excuses. He's the, quote-unquote, the best player in the NBA, back-to-back MVP. He's not going to shoot 8-for-21 again. He's not going to miss a boatload of open threes like he has before, like he had last game. But he's yeah. got to shoot the ball early and often that he hasn't been. He doesn't have the ability to pass up shots that, you know, quote-unquote, open because he's never open when he shoots the ball and drains him from 50 feet. But he needs to shoot the ball early, or he needs to get to the basket early, because you can't put it all on Clay. Clay had 26 in the first half last game, and he was also guarding Kyrie Irving. So you could see that he lost all of his juice in the second half. He was a non-factor. So you need to kind of spread it around, but he needs to be the focal point Steph does. No matter how much LeBron spreads it around, he's always the focal point of the offense. And you need to find the balance there. Well, I mean, like like you said, though, if, if Kyrie and them are, are doing what they need to do, because Clay and them aren't, aren't defensive players. They don't want to play defense. They want to be able to get in transition, spot up for the three, and be ready to get back and allow Draymond uh, and all the other you know uh, other players to do the dirty work. So, like you said, if, if Kyrie comes and, and gets in the business, comes out and does what he needs to do, because like you said, LeBron is going to do what he does. Because he, he, he's a, a physical specimen out there that's able to do uh, what he needs to do when he needs to do it. And hopefully he turns it on, you know, and keeps it on. And, and like you were saying about Magic and Mike and Mike and them, you know, those guys never turned it off. They never turned it off during the playoffs. That is one thing that, that, that LeBron can't do now, is turn it off. And uh, I was looking at a stat is that only two of the 32 teams that's been down, 3-1, have ever, have ever put the game to a game final, a seven-game final. So, I mean, that's, that's, some, that's, that's something to think about. I agree, and it's a, it's a different. And I'm going to talk about. Listen, th- I'm not a homer by any stretch because I think it's it's the most ugh fanatics just dry my skin. I I can't deal with it. But I will say that Kobe Bryant is the last of a dying breed. And yeah. Nick, yeah. I agree with you. Kobe 
when Dwayne Wade almost took his head off when Kobe was trying to go for, uh, uh, I think it was a reverse dunk in an All-Star game, when Kobe stared down Dwayne Wade ready to fight him in an All-Star game, in an exhibition game, you knew that Kobe was special. I mean, you knew that before, but nobody in the NBA now has the drive that Kobe did. And if LeBron did, and LeBron did, he would shut his mouth, not worry about the coaches, and just play basketball. That's the one thing that I will never agree with with LeBron James. Because if David Blatt was a head coach right now, who's won 10 championships overseas, they could be leading this series. So there's something that LeBron James does not understand, and probably won't, and it's not his fault because there's no Phil Jacksons anymore, there's only one Greg Popovich, that demand respect from their players, is that he needs to let a coach coach, and he just needs to play. Well, LeBron James has beast mode. He has that dial. He can just turn it on, man. And it amazes me because I always had to have my dial full blast just to be on a team. I always had to try as hard as I could all the time. And to see some of these players who has this second gear, I don't know what you call it, but suddenly they just lose their absolute mind and go out and score 20 points in a couple seconds. You're like, how'd that happen? It's like playing old NBA jams or something where you, you get on fire and you can't miss and the, you know, the basketball is lit up on flames and, you know, you can shoot a half quarter and it's going to go in. He has that. He has that ability. But, you know, when you talk about Kobe, he always worked hard. Always, always, always. And I'm not saying LeBron doesn't, but to have that extra, I don't know, what do you call it, a nitro boost? But he has it. Yeah. I mean, it's. I always played with Scott Skiles on NBA Jam. Him and uh, I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Shaq because Shaq refused to. I th- he was with he was with Orlando at the time. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Horace Grant. It was somebody. But I'm a 5'9", you know, slow shooter, so I had to shoot from the corner as much as I could. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, no, and I agree. Sorry for this side. But tonight, so tonight, I'm going to ask both of you. We have like five minutes left. I'm going to start with you, Matt. What does Golden State need to do and what does Cleveland need to do and try to be as pinpointed as possible one thing that each team needs to do in an effort to win to close out the series or to force it to a Game 7? Golden State has to come out with continuity. They have to come out and play together and cut and spot up and share the ball, and find their rhythm, and do what it is that they need to do in order to put points on the uh, scoreboard and get that nice, cushy lead that they're looking for. Cleveland, they have to come out and be physical. They have to knock them on their heels. They have to run up and down the court and beat them to their spot and make sure that they know that they played a physical game because if the physicality isn't there, they will get in to their rhythm, and they will win their championship tonight, and I want to see Game 7, and Nick, you tell me what you think of all this. You know what, I, I think that, uh, I, mean, I definitely agree with Matt, um, Warriors have to definitely come out, you know, have continuity in what they're doing, they got to be able to strip at the ball, uh, and just, just, just allow, allow Steph to do what he needs to do, um, and, and you got to get back to the physicality of the game, so if Draymond, maybe L3 comes in, uh, physical, uh, does the dirty work, uh, and hopefully he doesn't get a technical. And I'm pretty sure he may he may do something again. Mm. You know, something's going to come up. <laughs> uh, you know, as far as Cleveland, um, I think LeBron has to be, you know, uh, like, like like Mike was when he, when he got sick during the playoffs. When, when, when that, 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 that game, he has to, he, it has to be no holds barred. It has to be, 
that we're, we're going to win. I'm going to will my team to, to do whatever needs to be done, and, and everybody else has to fall in line. Kyrie comes out, he performs, he shoots his jumper, fair range, uh, Red has the three ready. Um, everybody else just needs, they needs to fall in line and make it happen. I Nobody will ever tomorrow, if Cleveland loses and LeBron shoots 40 times, nobody will ever say, hey, LeBron should have passed the ball more. <laughs> you know, so this is something, this is a rare error that LeBron's in where he cannot shoot too much. He cannot take too many chances. He cannot do too many things. He has all the reins off. He can do whatever the hell he wants tonight in an effort to beat Golden State. If Kyrie Irving doesn't take one shot and LeBron takes 50, nobody will question it because people have been waiting for this moment for LeBron to put his money where the mouth is and say, you know what, I'm going to carry all of you and I will show you that I'm still the most, I'm the best player in the NBA, I'm going to show you. So we'll see, hopefully he does that because this could be his last chance. People could, people could give up on LeBron if they if he just shoots 12 times, oh he had 19, 12 and 10. Who cares? This right. is this is the undervaluing that we that that we have the undervalue that we have of LeBron right now cuz he can go out and get a triple double whenever he wants, but it doesn't impress anybody. So, yeah. now if he I hope he shoots the ball 35 times tonight. I don't care if he turns the ball over 15 times. I don't care if he takes bad shots, if he gets fouled, if he fouls out. I don't care. Try to will your team to victory. We have 30 seconds left. I wanted to thank both of you guys. I can't believe that the show's over. Um, Matt Fish, the Phoenix chapter president of the NBRPA. Nick Shepard, a member of the NBRPA. You guys are doing a great job in the community. More and more uh, praise to you. Hopefully the Mandalay Bay event goes well. And uh, Nick, hopefully we'll have you back on the show soon. My parting thoughts. Is, my parting thought is... Kudos to ABC and ESPN for putting Craig Sager on the broadcast tonight. He's, he'll be sharing the, uh, the work with Doris Burke for the sideline reporting. This is his first finals game ever. Kudos to ABC. They get a bad rap for a lot of things, but they did this right. Thank you for joining us. NBA tonight, Game 6, Golden State, Cleveland, Rebound Radio, NBC, or NBC, NBA, Tonight, it will be going to a Game 7 if I have anything to say about it. We got to go. Rebound Radio, Voice America Radio. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in to Rebound Radio. Please join Matt Fish next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll profile another legend of basketball. Have a great week.